Good day, everybody. Taskmaster4450 here. Putting together another video for everyone. And what I want to talk about today is what is the market cap of crypto going to reach? Seems that everybody focuses upon the market. Especially during the bull, people are dreaming. Lambos, mansions, all that good stuff. And so I thought I'd do a video that focuses on market cap, which obviously is a market-related term. And... But I want to take it from a little different perspective. I'm on record as stating, very emphatically also, the value of crypto is going to be in the quadrillions. And it's that plain and simple. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be Bitcoin's market cap. I'm not going to say that's going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm saying the market cap of crypto. And the reason being is, I am of the firm belief that most everything's going to be tokenized. And so when you start to tokenize most everything, and you start looking at real world assets, and you start looking at digital assets, you start to look at value capture. You look at value capture in a realm where we are seeing things such as artificial intelligence explode. We see value capture or the potential of value capture to apply to areas which were not quantified before. We allow people or enable people, better way of phrasing it, to have stake and to enjoy the financial benefits of moves higher of the entire ecosystem that are presently lost. And I've used the example of the GDP of a country. If the GDP goes up 3%, 5%, whatever, who benefits? Does the average citizen see their wealth grow by 3%? No. Why? Because there's no value mechanism for the GDP of a country. Now, obviously, you would say, well, the economy is 3% more productive, so that means everybody within that country gain. Well, not everybody. The country in total gain, but some loss. Some gain more than 3%. Some have assets that may have gone up 20%. Some have businesses that may have seen a 10% rise in sales. Others have businesses that saw a 10% decline in sales. Who knows? Some people got raises at work that were at the 3%, maybe above the 3%, if that was the GDP growth. But others may have lost their job. So what is it? Where does 
the financial benefit come from? Well, if the, if the GDP was tokenized, and if every citizen had a token, well, you would say the value of the token went up 3%. Maybe the market's a little different, but the value of the token went up 3% because it's captured, it's quantified. We don't have that in our present system, but we do have that with network states. And so what we're going to see, in my opinion, and the opinion of others, I'm not the only one with this incredible breakthrough. Many people have looked at this, and we've all heard the term exponential growth, which is growth tied to exponential technologies. But how about hyper-exponential growth? Think about that. And I keep going back to the chatbots simply because that's an easy and relevant example that we can point to because it's recent and it's obvious. I mean, we only have to look at the progress over 15 months to see how quickly things are going. This was only introduced 15 months ago. When I say chatbots, I'm talking like ChatGPT. You have a lot of other LLMs out there. Now we have Grok, we got Gemini, we got Llama 2, we got ChatGPT, we got Mistral, Mistral, Mistral. Um, there, there's a bunch of them. And, and so, then we have others that are just taking like Llama 2 and forking it because it's open source and then really specializing it for what's needed. Then we have robotics. Then we have image generation. We I don't even follow what's going on in the genetics realm and biotech. And then you have computation. You have NVIDIA with their chips. Their chips are getting more powerful. And all of this just keeps feeding upon itself. Elon Musk has said that AI-related compute is 10xing every six months. So if he's accurate, which I have no reason to believe he hasn't been modern, this hell, he's... Tesla's building out Dojo. So he kind of monitor. He, he's, he kind of understands what's going on. And when you see how many H100 that NVIDIA is placing out there and the capabilities of these things and the size of these things, let alone the cost, they go for 50K a piece. It's very easy to see how that probably is pretty accurate. So that means by the fall, we will have 10x the compute related to AI as today. 10x, not 10% more, 10x. Now, I don't know what level we're at now. So relatively speaking, it could be a pretty low level. But what happens when you have 10 times the compute as today? Because what we're seeing today is pretty impressive. And as they say, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
Now, what happens after that? What happens a year from now? Well, 10x, that means we're looking at 100x. And then six months after that, so 18 months, we're looking at 1,000x. Now, those numbers may not hold because they can't hold forever. There's a point in time where they have to um, start to decline. But what if we get a 10x over the next six months? Then we get an 8x over the following six months. So that's an 80x. Then the six months after that, you get a 6x. That's a 480x. Then the six months after that, you get a 5x. That's a, what, 20, 2400x? So in two years, we 2400x, even if we're seeing the decline. This is what I mean. And all of this is part, in my opinion, of Web 3.0. Then you have robotics. And see, the tendency is all of this stuff is going to be captured by Web 2. By the typical corporations, the digital platforms, the, the Googles, the Microsofts, the, the Apples, the, the usual players. And I'm not saying that that won't be the case. But I'm also saying that we're also seeing open source. We're also seeing a variety of other things starting to occur which is going to radically alter the situation. And the ability to incorporate this into different networks. See, with open source, you can take it and incorporate it in any network. So Grok, as an example, because that's owned by XAI, which is owned by Elon. Grok can go into X, which is owned by Elon and his investors. And that's it. Anybody else who wants to use Grok, forget it. You're SOL. You have to pay Elon to use it, to use Grok, excuse me. Now, there may be some type of free level, but if you are a developer, you can't put Grok into your platform unless they open it up and approve it, which I haven't seen any indication that that's the case. It's closed. That's the way it was designed. Same as Gemini. It's closed. Same as, well, now OpenAI is not open. It's closed. So what we have is we have a situation where the open source alternatives should spread. Because, let's be honest, are you going to have a digital platform without any AI in it? If you do, you're probably not sticking around for too long, in my opinion. So that's number one. But if you have a digital platform, are you going to go head-to-head -head with the Facebooks of the world, with the YouTubes of the world, with all of them. Especially if you don't have major VC funding. I would say that's foolishness. Now, many will try it, as many have tried in the past, and they'll lose. But what if you tokenize? Now you have a different equity structure. 
And you don't even have to create a multi-billion dollar, multi-trillion dollar platform. You can have a platform worth a few hundred million. And that's still going to be small. But see, what that does is it provides the model. And what's the model? Well, in my opinion, the model will be networks everywhere. And if there's networks everywhere and they're tokenized, which Web3 will be, you got networks everywhere that are tokenized of all kinds of degrees of value. Some are going to be worth more, some are going to be worth less, and some will have more users, more services, more development, more AI, and others will have less. But people will have stake in these networks, thus they have incentive to grow the networks. They have incentive to provide the data. They have incentive to build upon it. They have incentive to create the tools. They have all kinds of incentives. And so if you have something that's worth, let's say, $100 million, the community, the individuals involved, everybody who has stake has the incentive to try to push that to 250 Now, I know we're a long way from a quadrillion or multiple quadrillion, but keep in mind, this could be duplicated thousands and thousands and thousands of times because everything's going to be a network. Now, it could be an assortment of different things, could be focused on a variety of different things, and you're going to have some that become multi-multi-billion and maybe worth hundreds of billions of dollars that are similar in scale and scope over time to some of what we see today. But most will not do that. But that doesn't mean the collective, the, the power distribution curve, the long tail curve, if you will, anybody who's seen that, you'll have a few on the left side that are worth a, a whole lot. But then you have a lot that aren't worth individually that much. But collectively, they're worth a fortune. And why? Because platforms can be built on anything. These are permissions. These networks can be forced. And they can end up replicating over time. And even within a network, you have other nodes that can be set up, and these nodes can run smart contracts for what they want that might be different than what other aspects of the network are, are running. And so when we start to tie that all in, what do we get? We get layers of value that are quantified and tokenized. And suddenly that could amount to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trillions of dollars. And then we start to get into all these other things. Real estate becomes tokenized. Intellectual property can be tokenized. All your commodities, stocks, social layers, digital assets, NFTs, music, all this stuff can be tokenized. Hell, I've, I've often written about Maybe I'll write a, another article about it again. The idea of tokenizing robo-taxis. That's an ideal use case. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.